For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. And of course, it's Friday. So this is my Friday wrap up show. Who or what are you celebrating today? I am celebrating the fact that all this month, I am going to be celebrating cabaret, uh, which is an art form that I am very much a part of, and I've been a part of for over 35 years. Not only am I cele uh, celebrating all of that, but I'm also celebrating the fact that after four years, I'm returning to live performance. Uh, two of our guests today have actually asked me to be a part of their cabaret series, and I am so excited about that. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, but before we begin, I asked Sherry Callahan uh, from South Carolina, uh, my home state, Myrtle Beach. Uh, she is just outside of my hometown to pick a number, one through five, because all of our guests are waiting behind doors. Nobody knows what door they're behind or when they're going to come up. But I'm going to show a film clip, and the clip will be a clue as to who our first guest is. Here it is. Picture it. Not too far from the beaches at Ala Moana. 20 minutes to Waikiki and Diamond Head. Five minutes from the Honolulu International Airport and Pearl Harbor. <laughs> My brother Randy and I used to love playing airplanes, flying model planes in our patio. I dream of exotic locations I'd be traveling to someday to escape. Wanting out. Wanting what? <laughs> We'd pretend to be behind the microphones announcing these fantastic flights. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you could use some exotic booze, there's a bar in Far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Pan American Airlines, flight 104 bound for Lima, Peru. Come fly with me, let's float down to Peru. In Llama Land, there's a one-man band, and he'll toot his flute for you. Come fly with me, let's take off in the blue. United Airlines, flight 252 to San Francisco, where you two can leave your heart. Now boarding through gate 69. Once I get you up there, where the air is rarefied, we'll just glide, starry-eyed. Once I get you up there, I'll be holding you so near. You may hear angels cheer, cause we're together. Transworld Airways proudly announces non-stop service to St. Louis, Missouri. And Jeffrey, you can take this flight plus a connecting flight to LaGuardia and you'll arrive at your new home in New York City in about 20 years. <laughs> Weather-wise, it's such a lovely day. Just say the words and we'll beat the birds down to New York Harbor today. 
perfect for a flying honeymoon. They say, come fly with me, let's fly. Come fly with me, let's fly. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Aloha, Aloha. Oh my God, Richard! I'm I'm first. Ah, you're first. You know, just ex you know, I'll tell you something. When this is a very interesting story, when Carol Channing first arrived in San Francisco, uh, San Francisco, listen to me, in Las Vegas at the beginning of her career. In those days, they used to do shows twenty four seven, and nobody wanted to follow Jimmy Durante at four o'clock in the morning, and he was packing them in, and. Carol Channing said, I'll follow him because all I have to do is to step into the love. There's a lot of love in the wings. There's a lot of love of people watching. So just embrace it and let's go on that flight. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. And there was a lot of love in the room. That was from my first ever cabaret performance, May 14th, 2022 at Don't Tell Mama, uh, recorded by the wonderful Michael Lee Stever. And um, yeah, the, that was that's the second number of the show, and I just felt the wave. It was it was sold out, and a lot of people. I, you could just feel it from the stage. It was incredible. It was incredible. And it's still going strong. You are coming back this time to Pangea. Yes, yes, I did five shows at Mama's um, from May through December last year, and you know, after the beginning of the year, I thought, what am I going to do next? And and everyone, a lot of friends had said, you know, you should check out Pangea. It's kind of a really, really neat room to play. Um, and I did an open mic there actually a few nights ago. And it was like my first time on that stage. And it's it's very different. It's it's um, it's sort of like the, the brick room at Mama, but yet it, it has this, um, it's just a very, very different vibe. So I'm looking forward to, to doing the show there uh, March 23rd and April 6th. Well, I wish you much success with everything. I mean, you say it's very much like being in the uh, brick room at Don't Tell Mama. There was a time in New York when cabaret artists would be booked for long stretches of time. Unfortunately, economics and the and the uh, number of people that are performing and the fact that there aren't that many rooms uh, anymore to play in New York. Um, what are the pluses and minuses of doing a one night only show and then having to wait a little longer before the next performance. Well, the, the interesting thing about doing a one night only is that when you advertise it as such as I had, because I really didn't know it was my first, you know, I had no idea what, what, what would happen. Um, everybody came. I had, um, I was sold out, which was really strange. A friend had texted me the night before the show on Friday and said, you know, I can't get a ticket. I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course you can get a ticket. He's like, no, you're sold out. And I was shocked. Um, when I did it in the summer, I announced three dates and I didn't sell out. I had good crowds, but it didn't sell out because I think people knew, oh, if I can't make this date, I'll just do the next, you know, I'll try for the next one. And of course I did it at the end of the year, uh, right before a snowstorm. Um, so that was a little challenging, but, um, you know, people will come um, and I have a lot of a lot of support and a lot of, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess, building an audience, which is mm -hmm. kind of exciting. Um, I've had people come more than once and, um, you know, it's, it's a real personal story. It's my journey from Hawaii to New York, as you heard from the song, that's kind of a, 
encapsulated of, of sort of where the show begins and then it goes um, all different places. But um, I, I think when you do do like one night only, I think people really like, you know, I have to go and you have this uh, excitement, whereas there's a sort of, well, you know, you're doing it again. So I can't come this week, but I'll come next week. I can't tell you how many times I had that. The people tell me that. In 42nd Street, Julian Marsh says the greatest two words in the English language are show business. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's sold out. <laughs> right? right? Yeah, I mean, to hear that you are sold out is... Oh, uh, it's the best. ...nowadays. Because, you know, uh, yesterday we had Lena Katrakas on the show. And we were talking about when we first started, there was no social media. Right. And everybody got out of the house. Everybody went to see shows. Uh, I opened my cabaret show at Don't Tell Mama in 1995. Uh, and I was performing at midnight on Friday and Saturday nights. And we were packing them in. I mean, wow. it was just an incredible time. Yeah. But anyway, we've got five other people waiting in the wings. I so know. we're going to keep you on camera. Okay. Um, let you pick a mystery question one through five, and then you're going to bring on our next guest. And okay. I will I'll tell you how that's going to happen. So pick okay. a number one through five. Okay. Uh, how about four? And your question is, um, I'm going to, uh, who is the best uh, director that you've ever worked with and why? Oh my God. The best director I ever worked with and why? With all due respect to all the directors, instead of singling one person out, let's talk about the greatest piece of advice that you ever got from a director and what that advice was. I, I like that question better. Uh, yeah, that's a little, e <laughs> I mean, not easier, but I think it's a little, um, I think the, the best advice I ever got was to, to trust the material and to tell the story. Um, I've been told that numerous times and what was really nice when I did my um, open mic song, I'm sort of new to the open mic world too, which is, I didn't really do that. And I go and I sing and it, it's very supportive and wonderful people show up at these things. And um, uh, I, I did Alfie. And what was nice was um, one of the singers told me, you know, you really, you told a story and you weren't Dionne Warwick. And I think that comes from my training of over 40 years of um, learning that when you have material, you tell the story. You, that's all you have to do. You trust the material. And there you are. You know, you, you, you tell the story and you, you make it believable and you believe what you're saying and you just go on the journey. And, and that's pretty much what the best directors I've ever worked with have taught me. That's great. Well, she is psychic, and you never know that she may channel herself through you. So it could happen. Just show up at Jeffrey's show, and perhaps Dionne Warwick will channel herself. Hey, I would or be not. thrilled. <laughs> I would be thrilled. You know, she could so, read me. I'm going to let you bring on our next guest. So you will pick a number. Someone's behind door one, two, three, or four. Uh, I'm going to go with four again. And, well, I'm glad that you uh, called number four because we actually met uh, many years ago uh, thanks to an open mic that I used to host uh, called Wednesday Night at the Iguana with Dana Lorge. And she is going to be doing her own open mic also on Wednesday nights, I'm uh, thrilled to say. And she's here and I am so happy because we have not seen each other in years until today. And we're seeing each other virtually. And that is Fran Leonardis. Hello. Hi, Fran. Hi, how are you? 
Hi, Hello, I went, Fran. And you went to put something clothing. blue on. Yes, I she did. Blue. And I and I found a blue cat and another blue cat and my blue <laughs> automaton. Although the batteries are dead and I can't play it. <laughs> well, I have to tell everyone uh, today is National Wear Blue Day, and it's uh, for colon cancer. Okay. And I just had a colonoscopy a couple of weeks ago. Everything is great. Uh, everyone, uh, if you are of a certain age, and I think we all are here, <laughs> make sure that you get that colon, uh, uh, colonoscopy. So, I've had um, Yes, uh, yes. Uh, it, well, my last one was uh, 10 years ago. They, they said it's kind lives. of They so. definitely saved lives. Yes. They saved my brother's life a few years ago. So absolutely. So Fran, welcome so back. How are you? It's so, so good to see you. I have been raising children and 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 all that nonsense for the last few years, and I so I haven't really been singing that much, you know. And um, I, I got an opportunity, and I said I have to call Richard Skipper because he's the guy who got me involved in this in the first place. So that means cool to me. <laughs> no, we had uh, Wednesday night of the iguana. I could do a whole show just on that subject alone. Amazing. We every Wednesday night with Dana Lorch, who just had a birthday just a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. Dana, I love and miss you. Um, she was such a, 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 I mean, she was a star. She was a powerhouse. Without and to be on the stage with Dana Lorch, you had to rise uh, to a higher level. So, Fran, you um, are, are an actress. Uh, I saw you in Gypsy as Mama yeah. Rose. Wonderful. Matter of fact, my husband brought that up. He said, Didn't Richard come and see you in Gypsy? Yeah, he yes. did. Mm -hmm. Yes, good. And but what is it about the open mic that you love? Well, I tell you, what I really like about it is I like to give people a chance. People that don't usually get out there and do this, it's a lot less stress for them to get out and do one or two songs versus having to put together a whole hour. You know, um, and I like to see people have fun. Mm -hmm. you know, and it gives people also gives people a chance to to try out new material, things that they wouldn't necessarily do or a genre that they're not necessarily comfortable with. Gives them a chance to play a little bit. So tell us about the venue that you're going to be doing this in and what you well, hope to achieve with this. Well, what happened was um, I, I had been they had been doing this series for a while, um, from what I understand. And I get a phone call. Um, from a fellow named Chris, who you and I both know from another series I used to be a part of in, at a place called Pianos in Bloomfield, New Jersey. I performed there. Yes, you During did. the first that form was, of all time. That was a, definitely an interesting performance for you. I, we'll get into that another time. Uh, <laughs> but um, so Chris called me up and he says, please come and sing for me. He says, I would love for you to do it. This place is perfect for you. So I sang for him a couple of times and then the thing just died all of a sudden and I got a phone call around Christmas time from the pianist who was he was using who is a lady that was the piano player during Gypsy uh, mm. and she said look Chris is out and the, the owner told me to call you I was like alright let's do it so I, I met with him he said you're funny you're, you're a lot you like to talk to people let's do this so I said great give me a month to put it together and it's kicking off on April 5th. I will be there. Jeffrey, come and join us. New Jersey? Yes. Do yes. I need a passport? You Get need a, a dictionary, a, a wherever you're from to New Jersey dictionary, especially I this part it. of New Jersey. I have relatives in Freehold, Manalapan. I've been there. 
Yeah. This is East Rutherford. We're very close to New York. All right. Perfect. <laughs> I should come. Say. I should come. <laughs> the food is fabulous. The food is oh. absolutely fabulous. It's called Annabella's. The whole place is called Annabella's House of Mozzarella. I was going to say Italian food, right? Absolutely. Like, like you read about. Like well, you know, these things, I, you know, I always love these places where the food is served as well, because uh, I always feel like even, you know, even though I'm paying for it, I'm singing for my supper. Uh, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I love it. But I always wait to eat after I perform. So hopefully the kitchen will stay open later. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And our show is early enough that the, the restaurant stays open, you know, so that's really nice about it. And, and the, the owner's really nice. He, he's he's Italian, like you read about as well, you know. So I, I mean, that's why we got a little. When I was there the first time, he came up to me and said, "Yo, yo," he said. <laughs> well, like I said, I have been, you know, out of commission. I mean, I, this show that I do is a result of COVID, and right. uh, Peggy Eason, my dear friend who passed away, I threw a memorial for her at the church across the street that I was not even a member of. And after doing this uh, memorial, uh, they didn't charge me a dime for it. And I said, I wanna return the favor. Let's do a Christmas concert. I brought in a few friends from the city. We did this Christmas concert, we sold out. Wow. And that was the first time that I was in front of an audience in four years. And the minister said, and this was the greatest compliment that anyone could pay me. He said, thank you for bringing your living room to our church. Aww. And, you know, because that's the feel that I love to have. And that's one of the reasons that I love open mics. So, Fran, I'm going to let you pick our next mystery question, okay. uh, one through four, and then you will bring on our next guest. I'd like to pick number one, please. Number one. And your question is, I love this. What's the first music that you ever bought on your own? Ooh. That's a good one. Um, I believe, you ready for this? I believe it was Elvis Costello, Get Happy. Wow. Wow, I love that album. My first was Judy Garland's Get Happy. <laughs> they wore similar clothing, though he next wore pants. That's true, that's true. <laughs> hey, my first. Bring on our next guest, pick a number one through three. Uh, two. Number two. We are, we are meeting for the first time today, but I am so excited because uh, I am opening, I'm doing my show here in Rockland County on March 12th, uh, and it's really a tryout because I'm taking the show a week later uh, to Capitol Cabaret at Crazy Aunt Helen's, and the man behind Crazy Aunt Helen's is right here, Shane Mason. Hi, everybody. Hi, Shane. Hi, Shane. Thank you so much for having me, Richard. Shane, I am so glad that you were here. I'm glad to get to meet you because Parker Nolan, and uh, who was on the show yesterday, and Lena Katrakis were both singing your praises. Um, if you haven't seen the show, your ears must have been ringing yesterday <laughs> because they were just talking. Um, Lena told the story about you having her, uh, hearing her sing and saying that if you ever had a venue, you wanted to have her. And you reached out and made it happen. Yeah, you know, I, I'm friends with Justin Rich, 
um, who knows Lena, and he did a concert and a master class, I think, I don't know, 15 or 15 years ago in Washington. And Lena came down for that. And, um, and I went to the concert and I was blown away. And I just, I fell in love with her. And, um, you know, she doesn't know me, but I always thought like, oh, one day I'm going to know her. One day I'm going to know her. And when I started the process of opening Crazy Aunt Helen's back in 2020, um, I knew I was going to do something with entertainment. And uh, I sat down and I wrote like a wish list for every category of entertainment that I would have. You know, we do comedy and uh, we do cabaret and we do drag shows and we do uh, open mics, all kinds of stuff. But when I wrote down cabaret, the first name on the list was Lena. And I'm going to tell you, when she was in here, like, I get emotional just thinking about it because, you know, like when you you start to see your dreams come true. Right. And I was sitting there and I thought she was doing her little run through, you know, checking out the room and singing with them. You know? And I was in the back signing checks. <laughs> the hair on the back of my neck was standing up and I was just trying not to look at her because I just couldn't. I knew I would get emotional. And she finished and I walked over and I was like crying. And I was just like, I love you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Just it's, it's the power of cabaret is it's, it's, it's really powerful. You know, there's like a vulnerability uh, of this, 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 I'm in awe of, of y'all, you know, being able to sort of tell story and stand on the stage without all the trappings of a show, you know, and it's just you and them and whoever is accompanying you. Um, and it's to me, that's the real magic of this business. Um, and I, it saddens me that we've gotten so far away from that, that uh, everyone feels that there has to be the spectacle of the lighting and the smoke and everything. As I said yesterday, I've always said that I'm a lighting designer's worst nightmare. <laughs> I say this because I go into a venue and they want to do all this special stuff with the lighting. And I said, all I want to do is to see the faces of the people in the audience. Mm-hmm. And if the light is in my face, I can't see them. And I know that that's rare because a lot of artists want that wall around them. Uh, Not me. As you will see, Shane, my show is very, the audience, and Fran will tell you this, for me, the audience comes first. Yeah. Before me, before the songs, before everything, the audience is first. If they're not having a good time, uh, you know, why am I doing it? Right. So I want to ask you, uh, do you have a background in performing at all? Well, okay, so I I went to university for dramatic arts. Um, I thought I was going to be a big star. Uh, I went to restaurant work uh, because that's what actors do, right? And I moved to New York City, and um, I spent about 15 years in New York. Uh, What I tell people is, uh, you know, I did a lot of restaurant work, uh, (laughs) which means I was not very good. Well, I did too. <laughs> uh, you know, I just wasn't that great. But um, but I I I really love restaurants too. It, it to, to me, it, there's a performance element 
um, this, I'm from South Carolina too. And mm -hmm. so that sense of um, hospitality, it sort of bred into us that feeling of like, I want you to have fun and how can I help you do that? Um, and so restaurants are really, I think, what my mission on earth is meant to be, right? And um, and now, because I have this space, I get to bring people like you in and get that sort of performance. You know, I love creative people, I'm creative. Um, so being around that energy is, uh, it fills my soul. Well, I am so excited. I cannot wait to be there. I, I, I am like, I feel like a colt or a horse that's in the starting gate, just waiting to get out there and do it. So I can't wait. Washington, D.C., watch out. Uh, you bring been, it. Use the last four years. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> bring, bring it. Bring it. Bring it on. So, Shane, I'm going to let you pull a number one through three for your mystery question, and then we'll bring on our next guest. All right, Fran, you took mine one. That was a good question, too. So I'm going to go with two. Uh, and your question is, well, it's a statement. Um, it's a positivity statement. And the statement is, my presence is my power. What is it about oh, exactly. your presence, Shane, that you feel that you bring to the table? I'm sorry, I was breaking up a little bit, I think. No, that's okay. Uh, the statement is, my presence is my power. What is it about your presence that you feel that you bring to the table that separates you from most people in this industry? Hmm. That's a really deep question. That's deep. Um, I would say that I, have a, I bring a spirit of trust, support, and optimism um, to the table. And I think that though the combination of those three things, especially where performers are concerned, uh, you know, I don't like to get in the way of people. Like, you know what you're doing. Um, I just wanna be there to support that and uh, offer a, a space for it, if that makes sense. So perfect sense. Yeah. So I'm going to let you bring on our next guest, either door number one or door number two. I feel the power. I'm going to say number three. Number three. <laughs> Is that right? Is that what I was supposed uh, to do or number two? Number uh, one number or two? two. Uh, one two. or two. I did a lot of drugs in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> oh, so that's quite all right. <laughs> a little in the 2000s, too. I'm not going to lie. Uh, two. Okay, so bear with me because I'm going to try to do something here. I am going to try to bring on a video clip uh, that was a little too large to, up, uh, large to upload, uh, but they are phenomenal. And let's go here, and I think I'm going to make this happen. Uh, let's Oh, 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 oh,
asks you if you'd like to hear their original music, you pretend to be excited about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to So there, there we are. Yay. I want to tell you how lucky we are to have both of you here because you two are the hardest working people in show business. <laughs> you do what it takes the rest of us to do, and you're doing it consistently. And as Sean Patrick Martog just said, he saw you at the lineup and you were phenomenal. And I know you are uh, because I have been lucky enough to see you live as well. Thank you for being here today. Yeah. Thanks for having, thank you for having us. Hi, yeah, everyone else. And, 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 and a special thank you to Richard because Richard knew us when we first started the duo and we weren't very good. Yeah. And, oh, uh, that's not you know, true. He, he, he lied to us, told us we were, so we continued. And I, now, now we're okay. So thank you that's for That's not this. true. You've, you've always been wonderful. First of all, acute inflections. Where does the name come from? We kind of made it up. Um, no, we really did. We were literally on our way to a gig, and we said, we can't just call, keep calling ourselves Elysia's duo, because mm -hmm. he exists too. So we felt we needed to come up with a name that really embodies our music, like what's happening in our music, and I guess our combination. So we felt acute was minimal, um, just the two of us, and inflections, just like how... Our music just inflects. <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah. It is a great, great name. Um, are you surprised? I I'm not uh, at the success that the two of you were having with this, uh, with your work. Yeah, people are nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think we are because sometimes when you look at the people who are successful and you're like, I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. I'm never going to do that. And uh, you're, you're, you're unsure if there's an appetite for something a little different, but you know, I guess there is. So yeah. We're grateful for that. And yeah. I have to say, and I know that Jeffrey and Fran are going to agree with me on this, how lucky the two of you are uh, that you are a self-contained act because <laughs> I mean, we are always putting all those elements together to do a show. It's a lot of work, but you live together, you work together, you sing together. Um, what do you do? Do you ever get any time apart from each other? <laughs> uh, not enough, but we, we do. <laughs> <laughs> he asked the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
we we do. We have sections of the house that if you cross there, you know, your life is on the line. But, um, <laughs> but no, we we definitely um, we honor each other's space majority of the time, and um, we've learned to communicate um, a lot better, and it's getting better. Um, we're very honest with each other. Him more than me. I'm still, you know, trying to keep my pearls, you know, in place. But yeah, we we find we were real honest with each other, so that we can continue growing with each other. But, but I, I would say it's not for everyone. No, that, that's for sure. There's certain couples that I would like don't even try this. I really do. One of the things that I really love about both of you is that you have fused. Uh, this modern sensibility to the work that you're doing with an homage to where we've come from. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just look at you. I mean, the gardenia, the hair, and I mean, stunning, stunning. Um, and I would not want to be apart from you at all, ever. <laughs> <laughs> we have a spare bedroom if you need it. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't have all the facts. That's why he's, oh, he's, he's very true. Uh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, so who came up with the sense of your style? Your, I mean, your branding and everything is like right, uh, right on. I kind of have a little bit of fashion background. And of course, with theater, I was in the costume shop all the time. Uh, and he read a lot of spy novels. So that whole <laughs> idea of Bond, James Bond, you know, when I told him that he has to ditch the sweatpants and the hoodies, <laughs> like, so long as I could be Bond, James Bond, then, you know, so him being open to that. And then, of course, pulling over fashion slash I, I, uh, I'll, I'll say this, the, the entire way our creative process works with everything is she births it and then I polish it. So mm -hmm. she'll buy like 20 dresses and then I'll go through them and I'm like, let's get rid of 17 of these. Mm -hmm. So it's it's her who's like bringing this stuff into the world. But uh, I, do, I do have my, my say, my veto power. Yeah, well, she loves to abuse. <laughs> I don't abuse her. <laughs> We're going to bring on our next guest in a few moments. But before we do, I mean, you've got all this incredible work that you're doing here. But people can travel with you. And I love this. I mean, here we are. I mean, this trip uh, to Sicily um, in September. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You coming? <laughs> you know, I'm seriously thinking of it. I can't oh, think yeah. of anything better. Yeah. yeah, what else do you have to do? Yeah, <laughs> we have a five day option. <laughs> we have a five day option and a 10 day option if you really love us. Um, but we decided to, you, though you didn't ask why, but we're just telling you why. This year makes 10 years of us as acute reflections. We've actually survived that long and counting. So we have to celebrate in a big way. Yeah. Um, and what's cool about the trip, um, it really allows the fans or whoever comes with us to really get to know us. And um, we get to know them too. Yeah, it's it's intimate. It's relaxed. It's not like that after show conversation where you already know what they're going to ask you, and it's kind of rushed. Um, you know, we're going to be with each other for a week, and we're going to be doing some really cool things: going on a, a private yacht, cooking classes, going to wineries. You know, and then of course performing. They'll be yeah. you know front row while I attend to sing in, in Italiano <laughs> for people. Uh. Yeah, actually, we should, we should talk to friends, and she's going to be at that Italian restaurant. And it was it East Rutherford? Is that what it was? East Rutherford. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we've got uh, since there are two of you, one of you will get to pick uh, who goes first. 
the ladies. Okay, so pick a number one through three. One to three. One to three. Um, it's not that hard. I, I, stop. <laughs> okay, this is the process here. Three, because it's actually we're a trio because our baby girl um, is right. part of the process. So. Um, and I love this. This is a statement. It's I own my truth and I speak it freely. What is your mm -hmm. truth when you're singing? To be, to be honest to the lyrics and the story that it wants to, that, that wants to be told. Like I have to be authentic. We fight all the time because he's all about the rhythms. And I'm like, but it does not match the word and the stories and this and the other. I need to hold yeah. it so that it can, you know. And, yeah. and this is your fault, Richard. People like you, like her, her Broadway background, it's so dramatic and it's so <laughs> like, there's a downbeat coming up. We can't just be all drama all day. Right? So, he doesn't right. understand. Well, to give away a line from my show, and Shane, you know, I say in the show, because my show is unscripted. I, uh, it's all based on questions from the audience. Wow. And I say that I come to New York to be an actor, uh, but God, the universe, everything had other plans for me. There are all these other things that I did. Um, life is not scripted. So just go with the flow. Just go with the rhythm. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. okay <laughs> so uh, now you get to pick a number, one or two. Two. And your question, it's also, oh, um, what was your first music that you ever bought? Oh, uh, I want to say Miles Davis, kind of blue. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy. I wouldn't exactly say I bought it. I kind of stole it from my best friend's parents and left them like <laughs> whatever I had in my piggy bank. I'm like, you're not getting this back. I really like it. But it was <laughs> the intention was to buy it, you know what I mean? And I could be wrong, but I think that yesterday was the anniversary of Miles Davis's passing away. So it's oh, interesting wow. that you mentioned his name today. Um, so I am very excited about our next guest who has been waiting so patiently in the wings. Uh, she has, she's a real life princess, everyone. She has her own uh, movement called the Smile Revolution. And no one makes me smile. I gotta bring this over here because I have my very own Mindy Fratkin doll. <laughs> yes, there you are. Princess, wow. Hi. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to see you all. I know I have been very patient, but it's been perfect, actually. It's now been great you, to hear everybody. You have your own show, but you also started out. I mean, I mean, we've covered Hawaii today. We've covered New Jersey, uh, South Carolina, Baltimore. Um, but you also, I mean, started out doing cabaret work. Uh, early on as well, you had your own cabaret show that you traveled around with. Am I correct? Well, I don't No, I never thought of it. No, I didn't think of it as cabaret. No, it was really, more, I don't know. I thought it was more just like a one woman show. Mm -hmm. I didn't categorize it in that way. But um, before the pandemic, I was touring with um, my one woman show. Um, and uh, yeah. Well, tell and me then, a little bit about your one woman show. Uh, by the way, that's a wonderful hat you're wearing, Mindy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I make the hats. I'm a woman of many hats. And um, I want to show you really quick. This is my latest doll. 
And she has blue hair because my hair is now fading, but it was bright blue or purple that went blue. But anyway, this is from a photo shoot um, with from Robbie Quinn. These are these dolls are all from a, from photos um, that this doll maker makes. I don't make them. But anyway, since we're supposed to wear blue, I had to show you my latest doll with blue hair. <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, before the pandemic, I was doing, I was traveling with my show, Ageless Wonders, a grown-up kid's guide to, a grown-up kid's guide to realizing we're new. And, um, and then, um, and then when the pandemic hit, um, I had this Smile Revolution project since, uh, for 18 years, actually, since 2005. It was the last time my dad gave me his smile before he passed on. I had a difficult relationship with him. And when he gave me his last smile, it like was so powerful for me and it changed my life for the better. And then I was doing my, I, I also uh, for many years done um, a one woman show with my hats called a hat happening. And I was doing it for an independent film in the city. And um, after I, he gave me that smile, I was interviewed and out of my mouth came, we need a smile revolution in the world. And it was just like this inspired thought. And then he, he passed on a week later. And then I went through a very dark period, almost didn't make it. And then, uh, but I was on the radio a lot in Woodstock, New York. And um, it was like Christmas week of five. Um, I, I heard this, like this thought came to me, it's time to start the smile revolution. So anyway, it's been a long journey with, I've had a radio show interviewing musicians and authors and then i had concerts and and anyway i have a whole album of smile songs i'm a singer songwriter too with my uh, ex-husband my husband roland and uh so anyway it's been a long journey so when the <laughs> pandemic hit and then i've been making hats and i you know i'm that's like i'm very multifaceted with my career so anyway i went to school for i went to hat school at fit many years ago in new york and i was a stand-up comic so it's like i have a, like all these different um talents but anyway so when the pandemic hit the first week, um, I just started doing a show to help people smile because I had had a radio show. I had all this, you know, material. I had my dolls. I had my costumes and hats and wigs. And anyway, I just started doing a variety of shows to help people smile from baking shows to like in my closet. People love my happy. My clothes are all bright colors to help people smile. And I was doing all these shows and dance parties and promoting musician friends. And uh, anyway, so that's what, and then I got back, thanks to Richard Skipper. He helped me, oh, the stream yard. Anyway, he was guiding me through learning how to be, do stream yard so I could get back into interviews. So thank you, Richard. It's because of and you. That, so I everybody check out her YouTube channel. I mean, she's interviewed everybody. Uh, all the ones that uh, I don't get, she gets and vice versa. <laughs> Oh, anyway, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So I, and I just really love doing interviews and um, people say I'm really good at it. I just enjoy it so much to promote other artists like Rich does too. But people say to me, I, I like, you don't need a guest. People say, you don't need a guest. I, I like seeing me like my quirky self and I sing with ukulele and I'm like singing smile songs and my dolls, everything. So anyway, I'm writing, I'm working on a new one woman show too, Richard. And um, I'm going to be, uh, doing a run through soon and i'm going to be um I, I can give you the title you want to have the title oh yeah i would love it and if i can be there i'll be there yeah the title is woodstock or bust how a hat designer started a revolution <laughs> we'll come to so east that's my new and do a number or two yes maybe so yes yeah, so anyway yeah we can talk about it. anyway so that's my um i'm working on that and then i'm you know continuing my online show it's thursdays at eight eastern time 
it's um part live part um recorded now so um anyway next week is willie nile if anybody's heard of willie nile who's amazing musician so uh on your own show, you come up with a quote or a smile, uh, a, 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 something for a smile every day. So what's your smile quote for today? Do you have one, Andy? Oh, um, well, my favorite quote, actually, one of my favorite quotes is, um, peace begins with a smile. And that's from Mother Teresa. Yes. And it's a magnet I have in my refrigerator. because It's one of my favorite ones. I have many, but that's like my go-to one. Well, one of the things that I, as everyone who knows me, knows that I'm all about celebrating, and I believe that every day is worth celebrating. And I want to talk now with each of you about some of the things that we're celebrating today. Um, and um, Jeffrey, I'm going to start with you. Um, believe it or not, and this is going to happen with me as soon as this show is over, this is a national day of unplugging. And this started as a movement to unplug our phones, to unplug our computers, to unplug these distractions. And I want to ask you, Jeffrey, is this something that you think that you could jump on board with or not? I just turned my phone off. That's how much <laughs> into this I am. Um, yeah, I think I could. Uh, my husband would probably uh, disagree with me, but I try not to. I mean, it's terrible. We're watching television. And I'm looking at it, Tab. My niece is texting me pictures of my nieces doing stupid things. And he wants me to listen to the news on Ukraine. And this happened. And I'm like, no, I know, I know. But but look at this video. You know, so, yeah, I think I could probably use some unplugging. Definitely. No. Well, I recently left Facebook, which I... You did. I did leave you Facebook. Did. I go to Facebook one day <laughs> a month. That's it. Wow. That's my one day, and I choose the day. It's on my calendar on what that day will be, and I am only there for five hours, and it gives me – I mean, it's in the background. I'm not on it for five hours. Uh, but, <laughs> oh, uh, yes, uh, but uh, I, I left it on December 1st. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.